Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Future Brew, Michigan football recruiting right here on maizeandbrew.com. I'm Vaughn Lozon, and joining me today to recap all of the madness from Victor's weekend over this past weekend is a recruiting contributor for Maize and Brew, Seth Barry. Seth, how you doing, man? I'm not too bad. Um, you know, just just gearing up for this this warm warm week we're about to have with the this heat spell um, here in Michigan. So that should be be fun. That first day of summer. Um, yeah, so looking forward to that. But. Yeah, just um, you know, looking back at this this last weekend, just excited to talk about um, you know, a lot of the big news we got on the on the Michigan football recruiting front because there was there's a lot to get to, and I know we have have a lot on our plate to uh, to talk about here tonight. So, yeah, there's there's no question about it. It's a little difficult to digest, but you had a great transition with you uh, talking about the hot weather coming in because I'm hoping that with the weather. Uh, uh, coming to uh, 90 something degrees, uh, whatever it's going to be the next few days, it's going to be hot and uh, hoping that Michigan recruiting uh, ends up staying hot as well, because we have to start with the biggest news of the weekend. And that is Michigan picking up a commitment for the first time in a long time. And on Sunday afternoon, uh, 2023 three-star tight end Deacon Tony Alley had posted on Twitter that he committed to Michigan. And he officially visited for Victor's weekend. 
has been listed as a top target for quite some time now. Grant Newsom has been leading the charge there. Uh, Tony Ellie got uh, the Michigan offer back in August of 2021, listed at six foot six, 215 pounds. He is from Oswego, Illinois, plays football, basketball, track and field. So he is a multi-sport athlete. Jim Harbaugh loves those kinds of players on the roster. Um, and after he ended up getting that Michigan offer back in 2021, uh, he ended up getting offers from Michigan State and West Virginia, Indiana, Louisville, Purdue, uh, several other schools. But his top three of choice were Michigan, Purdue, and Illinois. So he'd seen all three schools on more than one occasion before making his commitment. So in my mind, Seth, that certainly seems like a decision of his that won't be wavering whatsoever because he got to see all of his schools uh, at least twice. I'm pretty sure he's seen Michigan three times. Illinois, uh, the in-state school he had been to on numerous occasions, and Purdue he got to at least twice publicly. Uh, Tony Ellie is uh, the ranked the number seven player from Illinois, number 22 at the tight end position, and number 430 overall on the 24-7 sports composite rankings. So good pickup here for Grant Newsom uh, as the tight ends coach. This is his first commitment uh, for the Wolverines. So that's always uh, good to get your footing down and um, pick up your first commitment. So uh, congratulations are in order for Grant Newsom. Picked up a really solid prospect in my mind. He's a composite three-star. He's a four-star on 24-7's personal rankings, which um, if you're looking individually, Seth, I typically tend to look at 24-7s. They're you know, pro scout evaluators uh, at the high school and college level. So I usually tend to lean more towards their rankings as opposed to um, uh, other recruiting services. So, Seth, I'll uh, throw it to you, man. I just want to get your thoughts um, on this commitment, Tony Ellie as a player, um, because this commitment was one of the ones that, I was kind of looking for coming out of the weekend. He ended up pulling the trigger on Sunday afternoon uh, and all in all is a good pickup for Michigan. Yeah, and I remember Tony Ellie, you know, a few months back being a guy that, that we did talk about the pod and uh, out on the, on the podcast, at least on one occasion, um, you know, we're just kind of talking about the, the other, the tight end targets. And, you know, if this is a guy that, you know, where both parties showed, kept showing interest and then he could be a player uh, that we saw down the road that that could very well be a commit and sure enough you know after after this weekend I was kind of on the same boat as you um, is that you know you kind of expected um, that he that he could commit sooner than later I know Illinois was was obviously in the mix here and it's and it's good news for Michigan you know to be out of school you know that that is his his home state um, you know so that that's a big thing but you know like like I said whenever it's you're waiting three months on a commit and it's, you know, I know these things are in, in the recruiting world They're you know, it's hot and cold and, and depending on, you know, when, um, when you have guys on campus, you can either, you can get a slew of commits or it can be a little while before, before it happens. So it was good to see that, um, that Michigan was able to land them. Like I said, it was good for Grant Newsom uh, to be able to, to kind of get his first um, commit since he's, since he was hired as a tight end coach. And as far as him as a prospect, um, you know, he's, he's a guy with a, a good frame, you know, 6'6", 215. He's listed on 24-7 sports right now. 
Um, I, I know he he's a player, you know, according to the scout scouting report on uh, on by Alan Trio. Um, is that how you say his last name? True, Alan it, True. Yeah, I've always yeah. said Trio. Some, something along True, those True. lines. Yeah, yeah. He's one yeah. of twenty four I mean, seven's best for the Midwest. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's really just, good. Just as far as the the analysis portion of it, I mean, just just seems like a guy who's he, he can play on the outside as well. Um, he can go get the ball. You know, a lot of 50-50 balls in the air. Um, you know, really does a good job of, of contesting all those balls, even, even when they're not, um, super well thrown. So, I mean, it's like I said, we're, we're not going to see, I don't think ever in a Jim Harbaugh offense, like a, like a tight end that can, that can, you know, extend vertical down the field and, and, and make big catches, but you never know. Like it's, you know, we have a, there's a new tight end coach in Newsom. There's, you know, obviously, um, Weiss is offensive coordinator. So, so maybe they do, you know, bring in a guy with a little more versatility and being able, being able to, to stress the defense a little bit. Um, you know, like I said, it's not typical in a Jim Harbaugh offense, but obviously, you know, there's open to change. And I think that's why he's brought a lot of these assistants in is to kind of give new perspective on ideas and maybe some, um, positional type of changes. So, so maybe it is a guy that'll, that'll be a little different, um, in the offense, but, but, you know, like, like we talked about with tight ends and Jim Harbaugh's offense, you got to be able to block. That, that's the first and foremost thing. And, um, you know, obviously they use them a lot in the play action game and, and over the middle on, you know, 10 to 12 yard routes as well. But, um, but yeah, just excited for him and excited to, to see Michigan get some momentum in terms of uh, getting this commitment, um, you know, and we'll see what happens uh, from here on. Yeah. The, the momentum part, I want to, briefly chat about that Seth because that's a really good point because before this commitment Michigan was like ranked 40th in the country with their recruiting class in the 23 class and Tony Ellie's uh, commitment bumped them up to 35 now at this point you know it, I mean we're getting close to the end of June into July obviously there are a lot of commitments and decisions to be sorted out um, obviously I hear the frustrations from the Michigan fan base who pay attention to recruiting because coming off a big 10 championship, making it to the college football playoff, you would expect that recruiting would be a little bit better than it's been, but that's just the fact of the matter right now is they have seven commitments and they're number 35 in the country. They're behind a few schools that you wouldn't (laughs) necessarily want to be behind. Um, Just in general, they're behind, Uh, All three of their major rivals with Notre Dame and Ohio State having the top two classes in the country at this point, Michigan State's at number 12. And you've got some really interesting schools um, also ahead of Michigan. Northwestern's got the seventh ranked uh, recruiting class in the country, uh, according to the composite uh, team rankings on 24-7. Now, that's going to change because they've got 18 commitments and 16 of them are three stars. So they're not going to be up there. For super long. They just have a lot of commitments at this time. Michigan only has seven. So things are going to sort themselves out. So uh, this is a good step in the right direction towards potentially getting that first domino to fall. And I think Deacon Tonielli is that first domino to fall. Um, I think there certainly will be other commitments coming up soon. Now, I don't want to talk too much about it, um, but it has been a really long drought since their last commitment. Um, all the way back on March 29th. In fact, that was the last commit that they had 
before Tony Ellie committed on Sunday, that was from three-star running back Benjamin Hall. So it's been almost three months for Michigan recruiting. And it's been, <laughs> Seth, it's been a rough three months, man. I mean, for us, for the site, for the podcast, um, but also just for the uh, program in general on the recruiting trail. So like I said, um, hopefully this is the first of many dominoes to fall for recruiting and that they can capitalize off a handful of guys who ended up visiting this weekend. But as far as Tony Ellie goes, I think he's a good prospect. He's more of a downfield receiving tight end at this time. So I'll certainly keep an eye on him throughout his senior season to see if he's able to develop more of a blocking um, game to the tight end position. Obviously, with Grant Newsom as his tight ends coach, you would anticipate he would probably come into Michigan. And if he didn't know anything about blocking uh, when he steps foot on campus, he probably will by the end of his freshman year because Grant Newsom uh, is really, uh, in, my, in my opinion at least, he was geared up to be one of the better offensive linemen in Michigan seen in a long time uh, before his uh, injury that uh, really killed his career. So I, I think this is a solid pickup and uh, it certainly can, uh, like I said, kind of get things rolling on the recruiting trail uh, for Michigan and, and uh, you know, hopefully more commitments come Seth. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to move on here because we've got a few other guys to talk about. And another bit of news that continues to develop is the recruitment of Amir Herring. He is a, uh, if you don't know him by now, then you're probably not following Michigan football recruiting, but he's in the 23 class. He's a four-star offensive lineman prospect from West Bloomfield. Originally, it wasn't clear if he'd be visiting for Victor's weekend or not. And then it sounded like he'd be an unofficial. Then it got upgraded to an official visit, which was great for him, considering that he got to, Uh, not only stay the entire weekend and be a part of all the festivities, uh, but he had the university pay for all of it, um, which is also always a great thing. Uh, Well, coming off the heels of his visit this past weekend, Herring posted on Twitter Monday afternoon that he would be announcing his commitment on Thursday, July 7th. And it appears that the Nebraska Cornhuskers at this point, are really the only other program truly fighting Michigan for his commitment. Uh, He officially visited Lincoln during the first weekend of June, and there was one crystal ball that came in for Nebraska from Steve Wiltfong. He has since switched it back to Michigan upon this official visit this past weekend. So, Seth, um, there were some issues that needed to be fixed between Herring and the staff, mainly Sharon Moore, from the sounds of it, bit of miscommunication on several occasions. Seems like those issues have been fixed, considering this announcement is coming right after his official visit to Michigan. In my mind, this really shows that Michigan not only was able to repair whatever they had to in this recruitment, but really sealed the deal and it just pretty much just waited out the next few weeks and just hope and pray for good news that he ends up committing to Michigan on July 7th. So what, what do you think about this uh, commitment date coming off the heels of his visit? And then uh, where do you think he's going to end up committing to? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, when you talk about the, some of the issues in terms of 
communication with, you know, was offensive line coach Sharon Moore and in Herring and his family. Um, you know, I think that was something that was well documented. And but I and we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast. I I kind of made the point to you that I thought it was um, you know, I thought it was something where Michigan, you know, even if they broke off communication or, you know, weren't recruiting him as as hard um as as you know he expected that that they would come back and you know if they needed to um rekindle that relationship they would be able to do it and you know there are reports going into this weekend like i saw you know various reports is it going to be an official is it going to be an unofficial or an official um obviously ended up being an official visit and and yeah it, it sounded like um from the reports coming out that everything seemed to be repaired and and that he had great conversations with um you know with with coach Harbaugh and coach Moore um and that they were really able to to hit it off and and really um you know get this going again so so like I said I, I mean it's telling that the you know that Wilt Fong you know changed his his prediction his crystal ball prediction and yeah I, I think I think it's a situation where like I said Michigan was maybe not always going to come back to him but um, they know, listen, I mean, with the relationships with, with him being out of West, West Bloomfield and Ron Bellamy, like it, it's a, it's a slam dunk if they, if they want to do it. So I, I think it's, it's gotten to the point to where, where they're in a good position. Um, and, and that hearing is on that commitment date on July 7th is I think he'll choose Michigan. Yeah, I think so too. I, I just can't imagine he, he takes an official visit to U of M and then, uh, the day after ends up uh, posting that he's going to commit on July 7th. And then it ends up being a different school. I just really can't imagine uh, that being the case. So I, I would anticipate that uh, here, here's probably what happened. So he, he took the official visit this past weekend, got some quality time with Sharon Moore, some quality time with Jim Harbaugh. And they probably reiterated to him on a couple occasions, I would imagine that he is a wanted player and that they've been recruiting him for two calendar years at this point. And I, I don't, in my opinion, it'd be kind of a bad look if they just completely stopped recruiting him and didn't want to take him, uh, especially being a West Bloomfield kid and having Ron Bellamy on the staff, it would just be really weird. So I would imagine that they, I mean, they weren't probably on their uh, on their uh, hands and knees begging for his uh, commitment by any means. But I, I think they they really did have to uh, explain themselves a little bit as far as what went on. And uh, from the sounds of it, it sounds like everything's going to go well here um, for Michigan. So which is great news, because if he does end up committing to Michigan, uh, he's going to be the first offensive lineman to commit in the 23 class. And that's really going to be a. A vital position moving forward for the 23 class, because uh, I would have anticipated them having at least one, if not more offensive linemen committed uh, to this class already, because they had several that visited uh, a weekend ago uh, before Victor's weekend. They had Chris Tarek, who is a kind of swing guy could play on the interior or play tackle. Uh, they had uh, Logan Howland who also uh, came to town another one of those guys that could probably play tackle or guard very versatile offensive lineman. And neither of those guys committed. And it was kind of a letdown uh, considering that uh, uh, Michigan, it seemed 
going into the visit for both of those guys led for both of them and, and none of them committed. So if uh, Herring ends up committing to Michigan, it's more than likely that he would be the first one to commit because there are a couple other visits for Howland and Tarek to go on. But uh, Seth, I want to get your thoughts on that too. Just like the offensive lineman uh, position in general with this class, it's been kind of a struggle uh, going after O lineman in this class. And I'm not quite sure why, because they won the Joe Moore award last season for the best offensive line in the country. And I mean, there are definitely going to be some positions up for grabs uh, along the offensive line after this upcoming season, you would imagine Ryan Hayes is probably gone. Olu Oluwatimi is definitely gone. And with a really good season, I could see uh, Trevor Keegan and Zach Zinter being gone as well. So that potentially leaves just uh, whoever wins the right tackle job uh, coming out of uh, fall camp. So I'm just curious what's on your mind as far as uh, the lackluster O-line recruiting is going in this class and um, you know, what's going to change with this. Yeah, no, it is kind of puzzling. Um, You know, you figure out of, out of all the positions that that Michigan would be recruiting well uh, coming off their their season they had, you know, on up front and, and the way they were able to create holes for, you know, guys like Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, guys like that, that 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 would be a position that they would really be able to get some momentum on um, in this class. So it, it's definitely puzzling. Um, you know, I think this might have been a situation as well with with Herring where you say, OK, you know, we had some guys visit you know they didn't commit we have some we have some other targets as well but listen let's let's go back to our bread and butter here um you know let's go to a guy that that we know we can probably get a commit out of and you know we like him as a player we like him as a prospect but listen like we need to get him on campus this week and uh, had an official spot open up and they got him for an official visit but um to just kind of say okay you know let's we, we like this prospect you know we obviously had the relationship with him let's get an offensive line commit and then let's go from here. But, but yeah, I, I think you made a great point. It's like, you know, you have, you have uh, some of these guys visiting and, and don't get to commit. So you're, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't call it a panic situation, but it's like, man, like we, it, it's, it's time to, it's time to reach out to, you know, to Herring and, and, you know, hope, hope that they can get some momentum on some other guys too, to be able to, um, and we'll talk about Charles Jagusa as well um, going forward, but, yeah, that's a position they just they need to get momentum at, and you would figure they would have done better up to this point, um, you know. And, and there's still time, but but yeah, it'll be interesting to to follow, you know, kind of this this position as well in this in this group of of recruits on the offensive line. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll we'll keep everybody posted on this because it it like you said, uh, puzzling. I think is a really good word for all of it. So. Uh, certainly interested to see how this all plays out, but, uh, all right. So let, let's move on to our final topic here. Uh, lots of updates to dish out. So we're going to do a bit of a, a rapid fire round, keep it brief with a few guys. Let's just start with that guy that you just mentioned, Seth, and that's a 2023 four-star O-lineman, Charles Jagusa. He's six six three zero eight number 55 overall player in the class ended up giving a good update to EJ Holland from the Wolverine saying that this official visit this past weekend was good. He got to catch up with Sharon Moore and uh, apparently Moore had told them that there is a lot of opportunity 
at tackle in the near future, which uh, we kind of just spoke about. I, I do agree with uh, Seth. The one thing concerning me is uh, he said that he doesn't know where Michigan stands coming out of the visit, even though he thought that it, uh, it definitely left a good impression on him. Uh, end quote. So where do you see this one going for Michigan? Because right now, uh, Notre Dame is the main competition. And I think the Irish are going to end up winning this one. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I was actually going to make that that point initially that, you know, every time Jagusa, you know, he's he's visited um, multiple times, he, he's kind of had the same things to say about Michigan. I mean, they've you've always felt like Michigan has been in the mix for him, but have never been able to to leapfrog Notre Dame or even get in contention to, to say, Hey, you know, this could, this could flip or this could change. Like, I just, uh, like, I would like, it'd be great. He's a great prospect. He's a, he's a great player. Um, but it, it just, it doesn't seem like they're gaining the momentum and traction on him that they need to, to, to really be able to beat out the Irish for this one. I just, I just don't, um, I don't see it. Like I said, Holland's report, you know, he's like, sounded like he had a great time, you know, had a good time with, with the coaches and, and everything like that. But, um, but yeah, it just, it just hasn't seemed to materialize to where you, you're at the point to where, okay, this is, you know, Michigan is a front runner. It's always, it seemed like they've chased Notre Dame kind of the entire time with this one. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think the Irish are going to end up getting his commitment here at the very least. It seems like Notre Dame still leads. Let's jump to the defensive line for the next few players here. And let's start with Tyler Thompson. He is a three-star edge prospect at 6'5", 200 pounds from the state of North Carolina. He raved about his time in Ann Arbor over the weekend, 24-7 sports. Uh, UNC seems to be the main competition, but I don't really think they're pushing too much. Uh, He just got the offer from them a couple weeks ago, Seth. Uh, In Michigan, the good news here is that uh, Michigan's the only official visit he's taken, and he doesn't have any others set up at this time. So, there were a few predictions for him to wind up in Ann Arbor even before his trip this past weekend. So Seth, I wouldn't be stunned if the Wolverines had a commanding lead at this point for him. And honestly, we might be on commitment watch. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. This is a guy that, you know, Tyler Thompson is, it's just another example of, I mean, Mike Elston has, you know, if, when we're talking about position groups that Mike Elston has really, really made his mark, um, in this class. And I think we'll continue to, um, and we'll talk about another guy in a minute here. Um, that's an edge rusher, but yeah, Tyler Thompson, I, I think he's, you know, with North Carolina being the only kind of contender there and, you know, the predictions coming in of, of, you know, even before he visited that he could, um, you know, that he could, he could commit at any, any point in time, even before his visit, it was, uh, it's pretty telling. Um, I, he doesn't have a lot of huge offers, but I know he's, he's ascended in the rankings a little bit. Um, as well. So it could be a guy that, you know, they like his upside, um, but Mike Elston has, has really recruited him well. And yeah, I think that Michigan is clearly the front runner here. And, and yeah, I I agree. I think we're on commitment watch um, at any point in time. I think he could, he can make his decision uh, to end up in Ann Arbor. Yeah. Could happen at any moment. So watch out for potential news there. Let's talk about another player who really had a good time at Michigan over the weekend. And that is four-star defensive lineman, Eno Etta. He's listed at six, four and a half, 260 pounds. He is flexible with his future position can play up and down the defensive lines. So he officially visited Michigan state last week, then U of M for Victor's weekend. 
and he will be at Stanford this upcoming weekend for his final official visit scheduled up to this point. There were crystal balls in for Michigan State before the visit to Michigan this past weekend, and then most of those predictions have changed to the Wolverines. And he took to uh, social media the other day and said that he would be committing in either July or August or whenever he feels like pretty much. It was kind of a kind of a weird tweet, uh, quite honestly. I, I think the recruiting process is really getting to him um, and, and that he could end this thing sooner rather than later. What do you think, man? Yeah, yeah, I think he's been, you know, from the reports I was reading, he's been a little frustrated with the, with the process. And, you know, obviously the recruiting analysts have a job to do. And, you know, a lot of the times he's, these recruits want to be on their own schedule, um, you know, so they can be kind of a con- conflict there. But I do, from what I understand, I, I think he wants to give Stanford a shot at an official visit um, before he he makes any decision. I know, you know, academic-wise that, that Stanford is, you know, when you're comparing to Michigan on par, but their football program has kind of been gradually on the, on the decline. So I, I think he does want to give them a look and he kind of wants to operate on his own time. So I don't, I don't know if it'll be sooner rather than later. It's kind of hard to say. Um, it's hard to get a read on, you know, how frustrated he is with that whole process or if because he's frustrated, he's going to drag it out a little more. I don't know. Um, but I, I can say that I think that Michigan's in a very good position with, with him. Um, you know, like I said, another guy that, that Mike Elson's done a good job of, um, you know, recruiting, and I, I believe I saw a picture of him with, with Aiden Hutchinson um, over yep. the weekend. So that's a, that's a good, uh, you know, that's a good recruiting tool to have the number one, um, you know, the num- they're the number two pick, um, you know, on campus to, to kind of help with that. So, so yeah, I like him as a player, Michigan's done a great job. And, and anytime you can, you know, if they can beat Michigan state out in this one and, and Mel Tucker's done, you know, so far a pretty good job with that class. So Michigan is uh you know, that, that would be a good win to kind of, you know, in terms of the rivalry there to, to, to get him away from, from East Lansing. So, so yeah, I, I think, I think Etta ultimately does end up at Michigan, but as far as the timeline, I think it's, it's hard to tell for me right now. Well, that's all the time we have for today, folks. Seth, thanks a lot for hopping on again. And uh, thanks to you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Follow Seth on Twitter at Barry underscore Seth 14. Give Maze and Brew a follow on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. And uh, be sure to leave five-star reviews for this and all the podcasts we have on mazebrew.com. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Vaughn Lozon. We'll talk to you guys next week for more Michigan football recruiting news.